And we're back. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator, Cinema Draft Game, Daily Fantasy Sports, these movies. And they're, they're also back. They almost need no introduction. You know them, you love them, or at least you tolerate them. It's the tripod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. First, we have our own superhero, the WBW, the working black writer, the chocolate cardinal. He's got so many nicknames. Okay, the, the former <laughs> story editor, producer, 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 yeah. co producer on Dynasty, now renewed for a fourth season. Hashtag six degrees. Kevin Garnett. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Amen. And we've got the teacher extraordinaire, the administrative extraordinaire, the father of three. Oh, my God. Husband, <laughs> a lot of the kids. Pulitzer Prize winning team of journalists. That's right. You're now known. Don't put that right. into my title. You <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, relax, man. I don't want that in my title. It is, of course, G nice. What up, good people? What up? Coming in cold, has not read the rundown as per <laughs> usual. We, we love him. On brand, always. Our, our Andy Cohen inspired Watch What Happens Live style drinking game tonight will be the word technology because, of course, once again, I'm failing at it as you can see my screen instead of me. We are having all sorts of issues with Zoom. Fuck you, Zoom. All right, sorry, I said it in there. We won't, and you know what? We're not, we won't, we'll leave it in. We're not editing that out, damn it. Uh, wow. And also because tonight will be, tonight's pod will be all about some of the best futuristic films and technology drink that we have seen. Gentlemen, how's your quarantine going? <laughs> uh, go ahead, G Nice. No, I got nothing. This business this is horrible. This is horrible. What's so bad about your quarantine, <laughs> horrible. Huh? What's so what's so what's so bad about your quarantine, Greg? Dude, are you serious? <laughs> Working and homeschooling is really unfun. I'm having a ball. I've gained 15 pounds. I'm sure. I'm watching everything <laughs> I want to to watch. I mean, you know, this is great. My life have not changed at all. I have a I have a coworker. I'm I'm this person's. Uh, I don't know what you call me, the coach or manager or whatever. And I talk to this person all the time. This person's single. This person has a significant other. And this person constantly tells me this is the greatest time ever. <laughs> this person says they wake up in the morning, they cook breakfast, they work out every day, they do like two hours of effort for work, and then they watch a shit ton of Netflix. And they're like, wow. go to sleep on time, drink when they want. One of the times I had this meeting with this person, this person said to the the secret other whispered while I, and overheard. This person said, "What kind of wine do you want?" It was like eleven thirty. <laughs> wow, that's the that's that single that's that single uh, self isolation life or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, well, uh, listen, having kids world, having world, kids is difficult. During yeah, this, this is look this 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 moment is so different. <laughs> for so many different people, right? Because mm -hmm. there's people who are just loving it, right? There's people who are bored out of their minds, there's people who are struggling, there's people who are dying, right? This is like, everyone, it's, I can't think of anything else where everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mine is similar to yours in that trying to get work done, but then having a four-year-old and 
wife working and having to like answer calls and do customer service to a certain extent. So I'm primary with him during the day and it's just like, it's a, uh, super successful. Work. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's all failing. Well, what about, are there any like Hollywood tales, anything from the industry that you've got, you know, any, any inside dope you can share with us? I mean, you know, writer negotiations or any, any new deals that you've got going or any work you, you want to share? Uh, nothing to share per se. A few things, some, something I've been working on for a long time that is nearing the finish line. But of course the COVID is sort of pushing production on that. And then, you know, just doing some development stuff which I'm excited about and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll have some announcements this year, you know. That I mean, I, I still keep seeing, I still keep seeing uh, deals being done. So, I mean, people are yeah. still working, right? Like, what's that like? People are still working. They're doing Zoom rooms all over the place from uh, old shows coming back to new shows. And the people that I've talked to who are in them seem to feel like you don't miss much. Uh, but instead of going, say, 10 until 6, people will go 10 to, like, noon, obviously take a lunch break, which could be a little extended, and then they'll just do a few hours in the afternoon. So you're really, because they're saying the Zoom experience is a little bit more intense because you're all just, like, staring at each other all day, <laughs> and there's no, there's, like, there's there's a lot less sort of of the uh, sort of host chat and, and uh BS talk that you usually have because you're like you're there let's get it in and people they're saying after four hours in a zoom over the course of a day even with like a, a break in the middle for lunch like you're pretty spent yeah something about zoom fatigue is is real and actually I, I'm trying to find the the article there but there's someone yeah, and this, uh, we're already off in our first cultural cul-de-sac uh, some companies you started this you started just it wasn't me was not me I did. We, I'm, I'm actually looking into possibly getting t-shirts made. I mean, you know, I love a good cultural <laughs> cul-de-sac. But uh, no, there's, um, the, there's some company, you know, some tech company that came out with like, not just like a counter to Zoom, but um, uh, it's like a, it, it's, it's like, a, here we go. It's a big panel. There we go. Let me, let me just drag this over to my screen. It's a uh, base, they call it, uh, what is it? not Zoom, Argo, Des no, Argo Design, Square, that's what they call it. So basically it's like a giant Zoom. It's like, it's like basically like a giant LED, uh, LED TV screen or whatever. No, I don't want daily code updates. Uh, and basically it's just like keeping, it's like keeping uh, a desk experience on with, through your camera. So it's like, it's like you're at work you have like a big full, you know, wide angle uh -huh. thing. It's like you're at your desk and they're at their desk and it's like cameras on the entire time. So it's like you're being in the room with your coworkers, which uh -huh. I don't know if that's better, but it's definitely interesting. Can y'all yeah. see this, right? Yeah, I can see it. I, I now that sounds makes, intense. <laughs> I mean, makes no yeah, that, that's like having a cubicle right next to someone with no partition. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah i mean maybe this might work for you know the 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 tech heads like when i worked uh mm -hmm. for a small tech startup in in downtown vegas like they were really big on having us all in the room we're all in, like this bullpen area like marketing and content was on one end and the other end was we're, we're all the the developers and stuff and they like really want us like in the same area i can see this as a good idea for them or at least for certain, a good idea came up for with certain them. businesses luther yeah. is joining your pod well, yeah <laughs> yeah you can, you can add like a third or four it's it's weird i'm not sure i'm down with that but you no. never know yeah that's square so that's yeah so anyways that's 
one way to deal with work. But I'm glad to hear you guys are out there still getting checks. Out there in here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Out there, yes, we're in there. I mean, well, out, you know, doing your socially distance walk or exercise, whatever it is you do every day. But yeah, in there, working, getting them checks, trying not to kill your spouse or your significant others or going mm -hmm. stir crazy. Wouldn't want that. But let's move on to what <laughs> we're <laughs> watching. <laughs> That's right. Bo 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 all right, and I'll start. First thing I'm watching, and this actually wasn't covered in our draft stream game, and we'll go into the draft stream game later. Very exciting, fun game. <laughs> Space Force. Yeah, this is actually a great teaser. I, I just watched the trailer this afternoon. Mm -hmm. I'm actually watching, or I watched, Normal People. Either you two familiar with the show Normal People? I think I've heard of it, but I don't, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, it's good. 12 hour and a half episodes, uh, BBC style, the lives and loves of two teenagers from Sligo, Ireland, as they're maturing. Wait, they have accents? Oh, yeah. You know, I was going to try to break out an accent. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Yeah. No, please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> you totally want to do it. I really do. Say, say I'm going to drink. Say, say I, I would like some coffee, please. If you caught me, like, maybe Sunday after I finished the show, I, I would have one read for you. But I don't really have an action for you. Thanks. There you go. No, that was an attempt. Yeah. And so, so it stars mm. Daisy Edgar Jones and Paul Mescal. Yeah, I can't do that. I lost it. Anyway, Daisy Edgar Jones, a.k.a. Young Hathaway, because she looks a, she's a dead ringer for a young Anne Hathaway. I mean, look at that face. First, mm. they're like, two, yeah, look at that. That's Anne Hathaway. You can't tell me no different. Anyways, they basically are teenagers yeah, in high what? school. No, that's not true. Uh, yeah. You we'll don't see it? Blow by that. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Not, oh, look at like, that. Look at that. Young Hathaway. Stop yes, it. They are no. both white. It's true. <laughs> wow. Wow. I they got, look different. I got race shamed on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> that lady does not look like she, Anne she really doesn't. I hate to agree with you. Like, I mean, they look nothing alike. There's yeah. guy, where's the side by side? How's this not young Hathaway? Uh, I have I am going to find five other white women that look more like her. Different lips, different nose. <laughs> yes, please do then share your screen. I would how's it not young Hathaway? Okay, you know, all right. I'm I'm already sidetracked. Anyways, no. Young Hathaway, aka Daisy Edgar Jones, she's great in this. Uh and and honestly, that's the entire show. It's just like these two, they start off as teenagers. Uh, in high school, you know, she's now cast. He's kind of the popular guy. And they, they, and they go to college and, and then the roles are kind of flipped. And honestly, it's just about their relationship. You almost never see a show that's just so like in the interior life, uh, life and, and, and loves of, of like, just of like a romantic pair. Like, I mean, they're, I mean, I could, I would argue that maybe it could have been a couple episodes shorter, but I enjoyed it the entire way. It's very intense, very raw and very horny. It's a lot of sex, a lot of graphic sex, and I enjoyed it because it, it felt real. It felt real. So, yeah. Hour and a half episode. That better be fucking good. No, no, no. Half hour. Half hour. Half hour. Oh, I thought you said hour and a half. No, as well. hour and a half. half okay, hour. that makes it better. Yeah. It makes it much more tolerable, I would say. No, no, and it does go by pretty quickly. And and a lot of this stuff is like, you just kind of scream at them like to do the right thing, whatever. And you're like, why would this work? Why don't you just talk to each other? But that's how. They're, they're in college? Yeah, they start off in high school, then they go to college, and it's kind of through, I guess, that five or six year period from high school, from end of high school through through uh, graduation. But it's really good. Okay. I recommend it. A lot of sex. <laughs> young, young. How do you guys not see this? That is Young Hathaway. Yeah. She oh just my. has dark hair and she's white. It's not the same. <laughs> you know, now you're piling on, Cage. No, no. It, it, she doesn't look anything like her. Exactly. That shot there, that last shot, 
with the red looked a little like a little bit like her. That looks like the new girl. Zoe Deschanel? No, right, Greg, let's not uh, do this. All right, anyways, <laughs> from, for, and from our draft stream game that we've been alpha testing, which is going fantastic. The competition has been fantastic these first few weeks. As a game maker, you, can't, you don't understand how, how extremely pleased I am to see the competition so far. Uh, I, was, I was tempted to check out Upload, and that is an incredible show. Have you guys heard about Upload? Wait a minute. Heard about it again. Wait a minute, the, the Amazon thing? Yes, Amazon Prime. I watched the first 10 minutes of it last night. And? And? When I stopped. Because <laughs> you got tired. That's all it was. No, it was weird. And the lady, the dude annoyed me, and the lady annoyed me. No, it's, all right. Uh, yeah. For, well, first of all, the first episode is like 45 minutes, and, and you need to see the first two. The first episode really is almost entirely set up. I mean, you know, you know, watching his whole thing and, and him dying and stuff, getting uploaded and the whole procedure. Spoiler but, alert. No, it's not a spoiler alert. He's dead. The whole show. Dead, right in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. Well, no, here, here's, here's the long oh. line. Yeah, a young, superficial, pretty boy coder in the year 2033 gets his consciousness uploaded to a digital version of heaven right before he dies. That's how it works. Like, mm. you, like before you die, you have, the, you have the option of either just flat out dying and go to make-believe heaven or sorry religious heaven or you can upload wow. yourself shots, yeah, fired. shots fired exactly uh, sorry mom <laughs> or you can upload yourself into like what's the best way to describe this um they call themselves horizon with an e at the end so it's kind of like like it's, it's like verizon met like uh met like dropbox in i guess kind of did like <laughs> uh, did like a second life version of 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 heaven and you can upload like your whole conscious personality into this kind of fake heaven and and while you're there um you get like an angel uh he he, he starts falling in love with his angel a customer service rep named uh, nora and and then basically trying to figure out you know the reason why he was killed because it was because in the year 2033 everyone is are in these uh automated self-driving cars and there's like mm. never a self-driving car crash but he was killed in one so there's a bit of a mystery element to it which is pretty cool but it's really i love futurist stuff and that's why we're doing this episode on the top three futuristic movies because their version oh, of the future yeah. is funny um your description now, the the customer stuff. service rep is she alive or is she also uploaded in this no no she's alive and, and another backstory is that her father is, is slowly dying and she's trying to convince him to upload his consciousness to to lakeview that's where he's uploaded so i guess you've got your choice of different heavens right and so the lakeview is like the toniest one most expensive one and he's only uploaded there because his girlfriend the let me see if i can find a picture of the blazing hot allegra edwards she was great <laughs> not so hot in this picture she's actually having a sleepover with his niece um and which they so cleverly named Nevea, which of course is heaven backwards um and uh yeah she yeah there she is uh like edwards she's also in briar patch she's starting to have a bit of a moment but she's like uh like a rich uh like daughter of a rich guy who owns part of the company that runs lakeview and so she has him uploaded on her plan so that he can have like best everything but it's on her plan so he can't break up with her anytime right. he gets in a fight she's like controlling his shit it's it's pretty wild i, I really enjoyed it Upload. Yeah, check it out. And that's what I'm watching, damn it. What are y'all watching? KG first because he was on time. Uh, that's that's not the same one. 
I know. <laughs> you know, shut up, Shida. Can uh, watching? <laughs> first thing I'm watching is uh, the thing that you two are both also watching. Fuck yeah, that should have been the first thing everybody said. I mean, the last, the last dance. Ah, the last there we go. Is, uh, yeah, hell yeah. What time up, is it? Game time. <laughs> obviously, growing up in the Chicago suburbs, we moved to Naperville, Illinois, in 1981. Sell out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jordan came in 84. And, you know, it's great just reliving the whole ride and remembering all these things. Most of the stuff you, you obviously know the, the gist of it, but there's all sorts of little gritty details that you forgot or never knew about. That last episode, I swear, I nearly got secondhand smoke from all the cigar smoking <laughs> that episode. There's so much cigar smoking. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh, look at this boy. This is my MVP right here. This yeah. dude with the white perm who <laughs> beat him that at quarters. That dude's that dude looks like a hobbit. <laughs> That's Samwise uh, Gamgee's cousin. You can tell. You can tell. You can, you can tell. Mike was so tight after that because that's what the dude did. The whole little shrug on him too. <laughs> yeah. And there was a there's a lot of Miller Light being consumed. Well. Yes, there is. Yes, Rodman there is. And the and just jumps on the motorcycle with the escort. No helmet. Just down to Miller Light. Like, what's going on here? It was not that long ago. People knew that you're not supposed to do that. It's not that long ago. Not that long ago. Well, I know you're dying to, so chime in on the last dance, G Nice, as our as our born and raised Chicagoan, Evanstonian. This is this is fucking just as per. This is great. I mean, this it's so good. Like they, uh, a a buddy of a buddy of mine has been saying that they should have done like. 20 episodes they have so much they clearly have so much more footage they didn't use mm-hmm. they should have just said more and more the only thing i don't like this is not a like but the only thing i don't like i wish there was more of the rest of them like mm-hmm. i love hearing about jordan but i also feel like there's a ton more scotty shit we can do there's tons more like horror stuff they can do like mm-hmm. craig hodges that fool have you been reading this craig hodges is in the fucking paper every day now he's kind of what is he hating doing what he's supposed well, to be hating, know, he's right? like yeah, he's not hating. I mean, yes, but he's not really hating. He's, he's just, he's like, he's, you know, he's a super bright guy. And he's like, super, he dyes he's, his hair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's got his hair. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah, he did that. Don't be hating on Scotty. Scotty's he's a, got weird a young, He's dude. got a very young wife, right? Doesn't he? As yeah, Jordan. <laughs> As a Jordan. All right, so you're saying, so anyway, so Hodges <laughs> is in the paper, truth telling, I guess. A little bit, yeah, and he's a little bitter, um, but he's like a really bright guy, and he's just like, yeah, it would have been cool to see some. Hey, there's no, I haven't seen any footage of him. BJ's a little bit in it, mm-hmm. um, you know. You just want to be fun to hear like some of the other guys, Luke, Luke Longley, say some shit or something else. You know what I mean? Right. But like this is Jordan, and that's how they're selling it. And fuck, he's fucking awesome. But it'd be cool if there's a little bit more of the others. Look, yeah. if we don't get, I also like, don't totally. If we don't get baseball or basketball back or something by like mid or end summer, they might just you know throw together like ten more episodes. I mean, do a second season, fuck yeah! And I There's love a... watching Sam Smith on there. I love Sam Smith. <laughs> There's There's also, we say the, Kevin, the director of the thing, has some interviews with uh, Jalen and Jacoby. He's he has other interviews around too, but like there's some extra cool little tidbits if if anybody wants to deep dive into like 
Back yeah, I listened to the first three episodes of those, but honestly, because probably because between that and the the Simmons content, I already the Bill Simmons content I already consumed. Like, I feel like like when he comes on for for the after show, like I feel like I've heard these stories before. So that's why I uh, actually didn't listen to the last three because I'm like, yeah, probably just get more. Of this yeah, story. I haven't listened to the after show. I just listened to I just found some stuff on YouTube, but because mm. um, usually I do as we get into something else, I'm watching just for a touch. We do last dance insecure and then the second episode of the last dance so that's usually yeah. oh that's that's you like, you like you like change the palette a little bit just a little yeah bit. you know just like a little a little step back let that sort of simmer and then come back into it you speaking say of, speaking oh yeah he's he's married or you're yeah yeah, yeah my wife my wife and i she's watched watching it. it with you yeah yeah plus she because she being from south africa and only coming over here i think in 05 or whatever she came over like she knew Jordan was like this icon, but she wasn't into the nitty gritty of it. So it's like basically all new to her as far as the chronology of it and all the little details. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. So speaking, speaking of insecure, what do you think of the season so far? Uh, I'm riding with it. I think uh, I've heard a lot of criticism of the season so far, but like seriously, think, like what? Just like, uh, just like that, it's not as good or or not as funny or as focused. But I think. They've sort of set out very, very explicitly with the sort of flash forward as the first scene of the of the season that this is about Molly and Issa's the the dissolving of their relationship is what it seems like they're trying to tell, um, and all those sort of uh, breadcrumbs are being left along the way. So, you know, yeah, I still enjoy it. I've grown focused. to love these characters. You know. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's because probably I've been so thirsty for Insecure. It's been so long that I'm, I'm enjoying it fine. Uh, and actually, I kind of like the, fo- the, the focus. It feels like this season has, like you said, with the flash forward, it has a theme. Like, not only do we know where we're going, but mm-hmm. almost every other scene is, like, informed by the potential crumbling of their relationship. And, and I find it, you know, interesting, mostly because everyone kind of uses the show as, like, an avatar, uh, for their own lives, especially in the black community, as Bomani Jones called the Black Civil War, because you know the men see it this way, women see it the other way, or whatever. Uh-huh. But I, but you see a lot of stuff like a lot of ways that either you used to act, or 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 still maybe do act, or or parallels to your own relationships that I think are just fascinating. And then you go on Twitter where the real conversation happens, and you see people like you know, ah, fuck this dude, or oh yeah, she you know she built that man. Don't you just love when you build up a man and then let's go? Well, you know, you see like you see everyone else relating to your your similar reception of the show so that's what i really enjoy about insecure it definitely mm-hmm. feels like a community event yeah yeah all right so insecure yeah, this and is, by uh, the way people love asian bay a- yeah asian bay alexander hodge who's like australian or something i didn't realize he was australian I saw, I saw him speaking somewhere and i'm like oh snap he's he's an aussie interesting yeah. i thought all right genius what are you watching um well, one Besides of the five Zoom meetings a week or day, I mean. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Is it going in and out of your end, or is that just me? I think you're okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that when I asked my wife if she wants to watch The Last Dance with me, quote unquote, she said, "I won't watch that shit." <laughs> so when you said we, I was like, "Oh, lucky." <laughs> <laughs> But are you are you indoctrinating your children with the with the Jordan lore? Well, I was gonna, but it's how old like, are your kids now again? Uh, eight, six, and five. Whoa, whoa, hold up, eight? Yeah, he's eight. 
He's eight? Yeah, he talks a lot of shit, too. Yeah, <laughs> look who he came from. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. So the thing is, it comes on at 9 o'clock, and I desperately need to get those motherfuckers to bed. Bruh. So, so uh, no, they don't watch with me. Ah. Uh, right, it did, comes on 6 out here, so. We're... I did. I was. I have been watching every day. We For the first, like, week, we would watch one, um, one performer on the Prince tribute together. And they really like that. Hmm. They really like the McGow cover. Um, okay, what was I, what am I watching? I've actually watched a, a lot. This, the sad part about this world in which we live is you're so desperate to be left alone that at night, um, when you have like two ounces of energy, you can either try to do something productive and totally fail because you have <laughs> or you can put your ass on a couch and stare at screen. Honest to God, it doesn't really matter what I'm watching right now. Um, <laughs> But I did, I binged the shit out of Ozark. Um, yes, are you caught up? I'm caught up. I know I'm, that, I know wait, that. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on. How, are you behind Kevin? I'm I know Kevin. on episode five of season one. I, I was going to say I just started. Oh, on, you just, on you Saturday, just on Saturday. But I, I'm very proud of it, because it's, it's, it's worth your time. So we won't talk about it except to say. I can take out the earphones if you want to talk and then no, just I'm give not gonna talk about it. I would just sign. say it's consistently good. Yeah. And um, like it's consistently good. So I'm, I thought this was a very strong episode. I mean, strong season. I feel like they kind of, some of the stuff got lost. There, like <laughs> he's ready to bail. Go, he's bailing. He's like, wait, wait. I just changed to a different picture, and I'll come back. No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh. It's, I think it's good. So, I've also binged. I also just binged this past weekend. And here's the problem with binging is that it destroys you for the next day. And unfortunately, back, I don't get to sleep back, in. Kevin. So come they back. just come to me in the morning. Um, come back, Kevin. Come back. We're, it's safe. Okay. Kevin, I, I'm waving my hands to come back, but you can't see me. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> same, same, I, same thing, too. I also, I've also been watching, I just been watched the last season of Homeland. Ah. You stuck uh, with it, huh? I did. Are you, do you watch Homeland, KG? I watched the first, you know, handful of seasons and liked it all the way along. And then I think, uh, I forget on. what exactly happened, but at some point I just fell off. Look, I was ready to bail after season four, I think. Like, I was done. And then, and then my, uh, my friend Lolita, you know, I think you, you might know Lolita Files. She was like, no, season five is, is great. Come back. And I'm like, ugh. All right, I trust your judgment. I came back and it was great. And then they had like, you know, kind of weird season six, seven, six and seven were kind of okay, but eight was great consistently. I thought eight was awesome. What do you think, G Nice? I I think like people say, like I think that I can't remember what season it was. I was actually when I looked it up, I was surprised. I could not remember. There were eight seasons of the show. Yeah, buddy. It's very, very on brand for showtime. <laughs> well, what's up, man? What's ah, up? We got a visitor. What's up, Biggie? He can't hear you. Uh, <laughs> he also can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't hear him either, so I guess we're all good here. Uh, awesome. Yeah, what were you saying about I thought that, I thought that it was um, somewhere along the way it got. We got Zoom bombed by the, by the kid. <laughs> Hello. Hello. No, we're not doing that, Braylon. We're you're, doing you're, something You're live else. on a podcast, Braylon. <laughs> we're doing something else. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, Whatever. They got, they, they, there was some. 
from season that was whack, and then it kind of got back on. I think she's very, very good. She's very, very good at losing her shit. She's very good at like, she's very good at like tearing up and quivering her bottom lip. And oh, the, her, that chin quiver, that chin quiver is Hall of Fame worthy. She's really she good at sort of like the. I it was kind of interesting. Like, I didn't love. I just feel like this whole show is, you know, heavily propaganda, but it's entertaining, and it's. Um, it's entertaining and I think it's thoughtful. And I think at the end, um, I don't know, like, I guess I like the ending. I mean, it was clever, it's for sure clever. You know what I mean? But it wasn't satisfying and it happened really, really fast. Oh, well, the ending, the, the like, I think I know which part you're talking about, like the coda to the ending or whatever, like the two years later thing or whatever. I mean, eh, maybe feels a little rushed, but I, I thought the ending was extremely satisfying. I think I was talking about this either last episode or the episode before about uh, how I was watching Homeland, how I enjoyed it because the thing about Homeland is that it's always been eerily prescient and on, if not prescient, it was very, it, it was very of the moment. Uh, like the whole thing with like bot farms and, and trolling, they were, they were like a year ahead of that. Like they were talking about that, I think in 2015 and then, it, then in 2016, like, you know, when it actually helped, possibly steer an election like i was like oh yeah i heard about that from homeland like they're they're always on top of that shit like you know they were i mean not so much on like say bitcoins like that but with like, this last season when they talked about the afghanistan um the treaty or whatever like you know and, and troops leaving afghanistan i'm like shit they called that because that's like happening right now they've always been really good at that type of geopolitical stuff i always thought it was fascinating yeah i don't know it's clever i can say i can tell you that it's super clever it was yeah. super clever. I'm not sure why it didn't sit well. All right, fair enough. And the uh, last thing, go ahead. The last thing I'm watching is I'm watching the. We've been watching. We just started season two of the Voltron series, and it's awesome. Really? It's awesome, and my kids love it. And we like talk about Voltron and we play with the Voltron toys. It's pretty spectacular. Uh, which, which one is it? The new one, the DreamWorks one. Voltron. I showed him the old legendary one. defender, or there's a lot of Voltron out there. Uh, it's the 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 one right there. Yeah, legendary okay. defender. All right. Yeah, I showed him the old school ones just to show them. They're like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, really fun. It's really fucking fun. It's a little cheese ball, and it's kind of over the top, but it's clever and it's funny and it's you know good versus evil. A bunch of random, random. Uh, it's just it's clever they try to do like they also try to get like some social commentary in there which is kind of awkward but it's fun mm -hmm. the other thing so now that my son wants a full Voltron. that was a great show you to mute yourself you need to g nice all right go ahead kevin what are you gonna say? uh just one other thing that i'm watching which when you brought up the lip quiver we uh watched we binged little fires everywhere yes uh, i've been yeah. waiting to talk about this with someone expound loved it i love uh, just you know just the way they were sort of able to dive into motherhoods and race specifically and sort of the way that Kerry Washington just like never let anyone off the hook the way Reese Witherspoon was essentially the villain of this thing Man. the characters were complex and and uh, had layers to them they were like sort of little believable twists and turns for the most part believable that little girl, that young woman, whatever you want to... Lexi Underwood? Yeah. She was good. She's, she's extremely girl. good. She's And they, they were able to sort of give each character, for the most part, like a 
big juicy moment or big sort of juicy speech. Um, great show. I was very, very impressed. Yeah, I love I loved the show uh, partially because it was triggering. Uh, it, it was triggering as far as, because, uh, so they said it back in the 90s, so I think 90, 1997 was the, was its year. And I mean, so that's four years after I graduated high school, but I'm very familiar with being the black dot on a whiteboard, <laughs> went to a, to a, you know, one of the, the most expensive, best private schools in the West Coast. And, and so the experience of, of, you know, Pearl and Mia, you know, Lexi and, and, and Carrie Washington's characters, respectively, uh, moving to to uh, Shaker Heights with the little, you know the, the tree lined streets and the you know measuring the, how high your grass is and going to like you know a public school, but it was like it might as well have been a private school because they had all that great tax money. Uh, you know, I've definitely related to that. You know, and all the ways that the microaggressions of of you know, of the the dominant culture and stuff and kind of reacting to that or being kind of confused by it or wishing you had a little more money than you did even like, you know all that stuff really played into a bit of my life experience so i i probably overstood this whole series loved it it was great oh and this episode so there's an episode a flashback episode where yeah. what's her uh i knew, tiffany oh i want to get her name right because she's so good basically right. they did a young carrie washington and she nay i mean she killed it I was I was shook. Like I was I almost thought like did they do some sort of like eight? I mean it was so real. I almost thought that is Carrie actually doing? And she even she even got her like her voice to sound similar. Yeah, she had a couple of those lip quivers. I was I was telling my wife I was like she's doing Carrie Washington. Like she's she's got her down. Yeah, and I saw her on on Twitter talking about like how like she studied her for like I think a few months or whatever to to just nail this episode, and she nailed it. Totally nailed mm -hmm. it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. little fires everywhere. How, well, I, I, say, I thought it was, it got good. I did not like the beginning. I thought, the, I thought there were so many lines in the first, like, two episodes, which were so on the nose, that were, like, cringeworthy on the nose. I mean, it got the point. Like, it was, I also, but it got, it got really good. It got super, like, I remember thinking, like, this is really good. And I thought, look, sometimes kid acting is really hard. Yeah. Like sometimes it's hard to watch. I thought they did a really nice job with this casting. I thought she was excellent. Um, I did think Carrie, uh, not Carrie Washington, Reese Witherspoon's character was like a, like, she was a little bit of a caricature, um, but it was really good. It was cer certainly entertaining. Yeah, very entertaining. All right. Well, we could go on this forever, so we will stop now with a good air horn. And we'll move on to our topic of the episode this week, which is our top three futurist movies. And the rules for those of you who are new to the podcast or just joining, you name a movie dealing with or set in a vision of the future. We alternate picks. Once someone picks a movie, that movie is out of play. And since you are perpetually last, G-Nice, you shall wait your turn. All right, Kevin, you're first. <laughs> um, so many great movies out there that, that sort of fit this description or what my perception of this of this uh, situation that you put forth. I'm going to go with District 9 as my first pick. Ah, okay. Uh, <clears throat> movie that had a lot of sort of uh, political undertones made by a South African filmmaker and how they used to sort of obviously segregate people racially into these different districts. Here they do it with these aliens and, and uh, 
you know, movie just had a big impact on me, super entertaining, <clears throat> kind of different. It, I like sort of the quote unquote futuristic worlds that are, that seem more sort of believable at times that have like a little bit of grit to them that feel like it could be an extension of where we are now, as opposed to something that's like so clean and so distant that it doesn't feel connected to our present day realities. But if you haven't seen district nine, great movie. I, I forget the movie that this guy, the writer, director of this went on to do, but it's some other big, huge blockbuster. Oh movie. yeah. No. Yeah. The, the, I think the, the movie he did after this was one with uh, Matt Damon. I remember that one. Um, I can't remember mm-hmm. the name. There's one where he's in like, like a space colony or something. And they had to, yeah. Uh, Neil Blum, Blomkamp, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was called, um, what was it called? Yeah. There, Elise, Elysium. That's what he, mm-hmm. that was kind of like the one he did after that. Uh, and yeah, so if you like realistic visions of the future, then I, once again, the highest recommends for upload. I mean, don't forget, Greg Daniels creates hits. Sorry, right? works on hits. You know, The Office, King of the Hill, you know, Parks and Rec. I mean, and you and you get that, but now with like swearing, the occasional boob, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just and, it, and the vision of the future feels eerily like this thing could happen like within five years. It's set in twenty thirty three, but it's like drones are doing everything. The self driving cars were almost there. You know, it, it's a realistic vision of the future. So, not to mm-hmm. hijack District Nine for an upload ad, but I just finished watching it. I really enjoyed it. You, you, you'd mm-hmm. enjoy it. Have you seen District Nine, G Nice? I did. I was not. <laughs> I was not as excited about it. Ultra misanthrope is back. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Um, I thought it was fine. I remember really liking it too. So that that's a good that's a good one to start off. I am going to play the game though, and really play the game, and I am going to take this one off. Uh, Can I guess? I know what you're going to say. Can I guess? No. no well. No. 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 Let me say what I what I came to say. Uh, and now, now you made me forget what I was going to say. Dan. <laughs> okay, all right. Actually, no, I, no. I'm do Minority Report. I'm sure someone's going to get around to it. So. Ooh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. There you go. What that's the Matrix? Great. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't need the Matrix. Okay. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of a realistic vision of the future, pre-crime? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we're. I mean, some people are. I mean, well, let's. Aside from the pre-crime part of it, just like the world, the ads popping up in front of you, all that stuff. But go. Yeah, go ahead. no, no, you, that's that's a great point. Yeah, walking through a mall and ads, you know, popping up to reflect. Basically, you're you're your own online cookie or something. Yeah, that that totally seems realistic. Uh, I like I like definitely like you know, visions of the future. You know, the technology, the look of it. You know, kind of like Westworld. This season's Westworld. It, it's a bit of a shit show, but I love the look. <laughs> look was incredible. Like we're outside the park. We're in like you know, the world of 2050 or whatever. Like, I like that stuff. This definitely had, like, the set design and, and mm-hmm. production design is, is stellar. I mean, it's it's a little bleak. I mean, no one wants to be prejudged for a crime they have not committed yet. <laughs> we all think crazy shit and decide not to do it. <laughs> but uh, I do like the central conceit of the show. Well cast, Colin Farrell here. Colin mm-hmm. Farrell. Oh, there's an accent. There you go. Colin Farrell for you. Uh, Colin Farrell's ah. in this. Tom Cruise. How insulting is that? Being of of some Irish descent. Uh, well, here we try to accent. <laughs> oh, we're all friends here. I've, I've got a drama degree. I'm allowed to try on some accents. Yeah. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> this entire segment with that accent. <laughs> well, I don't think I can keep it up for the entire episode. But there you go. It's awesome. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I think that would. <laughs> anyways, and yeah, anyways, uh, Tom Cruise. You know, it's. In, I think it was my first real 
noticing, she'd been doing it for a while, but my first real noticing of Samantha Morton, she was one of the precogs in the bath, mm-hmm. in the, the memory bath and whatever. So kind of spooky, kind of creepy. Steven Spielberg, so you know the music and the, and the cinematography was tight. I think Janus did this one as well. Uh, so Minority Report. That's, that's yeah, one of, that's arguably my favorite Spielberg movie. Really? Yeah, I, I mess with this movie a lot because it was, it was, it's a little bit darker than what he usually does. I was, was going to say. A bit of a, of a hard edge, more of a character thing because there was definitely layers to um, Cruz's character in this as the mystery unravels. I was actually working for the guy who played um, the quote-unquote killer of his son or whatever, Mike Binder. Uh-huh. I was working on a show with Mike when oh, that's right. Mike had a moment in the late nineties. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he like, we sort of were aware that he was prepping for this and all this stuff and then saw the thing later. And it was just like so different than who he is and what he normally plays, but he, he crushed it as the guy. And that was like a cool little twist to the movie. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite, the only like sort of whimsical Spielberg moment in there was uh that felt a little bit tonally off to me was when he was getting chased uh Cruz was getting chased by Colin Farrell and those guys and they go into that car making factory oh yeah yeah I remember that and it was like sort of it was very much like a Goonies kind of a kind of a moment like it was like super fun and like light and it was like wait a minute what movie am I in (laughs) but loved Minority Report. I so I was gonna say this that, that like Spielberg to me is like one of the best in terms of like just being so clean. Like mm-hmm. everything he does is like perfectly timed, perfectly shot. The dialogue is like exactly what it should be. There's no, there's never like grit to it. Mm-hmm. And this to me was like the one where it's like, oh shit, there's like some grime. There's like some like it just looked different. It it's felt different. Even like the color palette looked different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 and you can even see through all these stills. I mean, the thing is like heavily kind of gray. <laughs> it's like, like I remember like like that scene where he's like digging in the fucking after he eats the dirty sandwich and he's like digging after his eyes. Like that's mm-hmm. a fucked up scene. It's yeah. still so like it's still so technically <laughs> sound. It's still really really good. But there's just like enough. Like it's a good movie. Like I, it's not my favorite, but like it's a really good movie. It's the kind of movie you watch more than once. You know what I mean? Well, well, tell us. Well, show us a good movie. Way to segue yourself. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. What's, oh, what's yeah. your What's your movie? What you got? Well, this is the obvious. This is what I thought you were gonna say. So I'll, um, I'll do it now. Um, so I think the, you're calling it the futuristic movies, but like, isn't that are we saying sci-fi? I mean, sure. As long as it takes place in the future, it's fine. So this is the obvious one. W steal that, but like Star Wars is still a classic to me. No, yeah. that's a, that's a long time ago in the galaxy. That's far what far I, that's what I that's what I was going to say because that was the top of my list. I said technically. Wait, how is that not the future? No, 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 no. All right, G nice. You under, you misunderstand no. terms of this. We need a futuristic vision of the world of society. So not so you know what? sci-fi is off the table unless it deals with a future. It vision is sci-fi. That's sci-fi. No, but unless it deals with the futuristic vision of the world as we know it, no, just no. This rules. You cannot confine my brain. Okay. All right. So I will go down my second one. We're going to have the same fun. It was technically a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but it felt like the future. It yeah. is the future. Certainly. It's fucking robot. A like, long time ago is not the future, Chinese. <laughs> it's the future. They're flying ships. What are we talking about? It's the it's future. A long time. It, it, you know what? It get felt your, like get the your future. Next, this, you know, this is already going to be a two-hour podcast, damn it. Get, get to your next. 
they live in space. That's the future. Yeah, to your next film. Darth Vader flies around in space. That's that's the definition of. I would agree with Gene. Do we need do we need to come back to you, Greg? No, I will do another one. It's been the same argument. Okay, so my other one again. <laughs> this is the future because it's in space. Um, I'm gonna say that my one of my all. I will watch this every single day. Is aliens. Alien. Now that's that counts because it's still the human race, the world as we know it. It's just the future. That's fine. Aliens. There's, there's no distinction between Star Wars and aliens, but that's okay. So <laughs> aliens to me is that whole franchise. I love. I love. I love. Yes. Um, this one's my favorite. It's just great. She's so fucking badass in this movie. Yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. she, like, get away from her, you bitch. Like, she's just, <laughs> she's just, even like the cheesy, like, it's not great dialogue. There are moments. Game but, like, over, man. Game with, over. Yeah, but no, he packs it fucking as good as it gets. You want some of this too, man? <laughs> it's just great. It's great. Michael Bean is cool. Um, Newt doesn't really make sense, but it's super fun. The mm -hmm. aliens, like, the whole thing. Vasquez, like, it's just, the white blood, the 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 alien, the the alien mm -hmm. blood, it was like a bishop's bishop's blood. It's yeah. still when I was a kid, I saw it, it freaked me out, and now it still freaks me out. And that shot where he's going through the uh, he's going through the like the the sewers, and you see that close up on his face. Do you guys remember this where he's like scooting through? It's just like yeah, oh. yeah, I, I do mm -hmm. remember that. Yeah, uh, like all I like all of them. Well, uh -huh. they get a little silly, but, but like I like one, two, and three a lot. But this one to me is still the, I'll watch all of them, but this one to me is still the best one. Oh, oh. Three is underrated. This movie I just watched, it came on HBO or was one of the channels like maybe three weeks ago. And I watched it from the beginning till maybe, you know, like an hour in just to sort of check for pacing on a certain. On, for oh, he's so thing. good. He's such a snot, but he's so good. Such a slime ball. So yeah. good. Like it, 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 like they don't even see an alien. There's a lot of sort of, stuff that you forget about that happened in the beginning as far as like her going before this board and explaining what happened in the first movie and then it, it's paced out really slow but once they finally get to that planet once man, it's pop it, it's on. they don't, don't a lot of those motherfuckers don't last long <laughs> no they don't but it's still so good it's like super like it's it's just like perfectly timed and packaged and even like the extra fight at the end is fucking great mm-hmm all right, well, good, well, good pick, G. Nice. Uh, what's your what's your second pick, Kevin? My second pick is one that <clears throat> I thought would be an obvious one, which is Blade Runner. Oh, uh, Blade Runner counts. How does Star Wars not count? Because Blade Star Wars involves does not involve humanity, Earth as we know it. It's in a galaxy far, far away. They we this fly. galaxy we deal with Earth. Okay. Earth. All right. All right. Anyways, Earth. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Um, not 2049, like the original one, right? No, no, the original one. Um, it's just great. Her Peak Harrison Ford um, deals have with a lot of... Have you watched it recently, though? I have not watched it recently. I have watched it recently. It's really dark. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, you a, know, there's a couple parts that just get kind of crazy where you're like, huh? Yeah, I mean, but but just the whole idea of like more human than human and all that sort of stuff and his character. Again, I love these sort of dark, twisted kind of screwed up characters and the world that they created was what's her face sean young is it sean him? young yeah sean uh, young, you know funky haircut. obviously we've all seen it here if you haven't seen it you should see it if you're if you're into any sort of sci-fi or futuristic kind of films this is one of the perfect ones 
Yeah. And, and very, maybe it doesn't and, hold up, but, you know. No, it, it kind of holds up. I mean, very, very detailed, but like I said, it's a very dark film. Very, uh, uh, they definitely do tap into like a future of consumerism and commercialism and stuff like that. That definitely feels kind of real. Um, but it, it's just, yeah, the, like the power of the film is just so dark. I mean, I remember uh, watching it the first time and it was, and I mean, it, it's not a feel good movie, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And yeah, and uh, all right, so that, that's a good, do you have anything to add, G Nice? Oh, no. I don't what do you, know. you guys think of 2049? I don't know how that's different, but okay. 2049, um, <laughs> 2049 I, I, I almost feel like it's like belly. Like a movie. Oh no, no. I mean Whatever. as far as like oh. Ouch. As far as like a movie that you is would be best enjoyed with like just a sweeping soundtrack because the visuals are everything. The story almost is, is inconsequential, but the visuals are, are so dope you just wanna you wish there was like a uh, dark side of the moon to pair to it like you might to a Wizard of Oz. So you could just listen to music and watch that visual ride by someone needs to figure figure out what the soundtrack to belly should be because <laughs> you don't need to listen to any of that except for the opening well uh, the the, 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 wild intro. Is the soundtrack i mean i don't know about the score but the soundtrack for belly was hot like the soundtrack rocked the soundtrack was great the yeah. the, the, dialogue, the visuals were incredible but the, i mean that, that movie's hot garbage though that movie's right that's why hot. you need like a dark side of the moon to play underneath it which right. i would also suggest for this movie all right. No, no, you're right. The, the visuals I thought were, well, that's Alan and Armis. Hello. I, I thought it was fine. I mean, it was like, it, that. that's a really heavy... I was very sad when Harrison Ford died. You <laughs> know what I mean? Alert. Why not? Well, we've all seen it, right? No, yeah, <laughs> but we, I mean, we need to do this for people who'll be listening. We actually get a couple dozen people actually listen to these things, so, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. He does not die. He, I'm sorry. I mixed that up with Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we, yeah, you're right. I think I agree with you, Kevin. This thing looks incredible. Uh, I, I mean, I was happy to see it in theaters. It was, it was fine. I, I generally love uh, Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, Villeneuve uh, work. Um, I, I remember I actually saw some movie he did called Enemy, it's a smaller film he did with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is kind of weird. But he, 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 he I, I like his, I like his visual his his visual stylings, I guess, for lack of a better word. And this film, it's fine, but, you know, I don't necessarily know if it really advances the can that much or anything. No, I mean, it's, it's like I said, you don't need it, to... Yeah, it's, it's like a music, it's like, you know, like in, in that case, I do agree, it's like Belly as far as, like, it looks great, but I don't know if we necessarily needed it, per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so, all right, so my next film, and I damn near blurted it out earlier, it, uh, so I'm glad no one scooped it up, is, of course, Back to the Future 2. Incredible. What? What do you mean, what? <laughs> Let me guess. You have a problem with this entire franchise because you hate things that people love. Is that no, I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the game, baby. Anyways, Back to Future 2, the middle movie of a trilogy. It, I mean, I remember when it came out. It was in 1985. I guess I was like nine. Oh, no, not 89. 89. That's right, 89. That's the right. first one may have come out in 85. Yeah, first one came out in 85. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I remember. I remember seeing the theater. I was super excited and just seeing a vision of the future. I mean, like a, like a fully fleshed out vision of the future with our technology back then in 89 was just, I was in love. I thought it was great. Self-lacing Nikes. And actually, fun <laughs> fact, uh, uh, our boy Anton Alfness, aka Cinema Draft Advisor, he's working for a company which is actually working on self-lacing Nikes right now, 
which of course seems <laughs> a bit superfluous in these times, but I'm glad my boy's got a job and's getting paid. Anyways, mm-hmm. the self-lacing like, lacing Nikes, the, the hoverboards, the, mm-hmm. I mean, you already were dealing with like the DeLorean, but the flying DeLorean now, pretty cool. And yeah, and then the whole thing with the year he went back or the date he went back, I guess, was it 2020? Um, yeah, I, I think we passed that day, or are we going to pass that day soon? We, I think we passed it because people. Twenty fifteen. It was twenty fifteen, right? On Twitter, yeah. Whenever that happened. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was a big event, like Back to the Future Day or whatever. I mean, it was. It's 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 a lot of fun as a movie itself, but as a vision of the future, it's excellent. I loved it, and the whole the whole plot with the whole you know trying to you know taking the almanac back and making money off the future. I mean, I love it. It's incredible. For all we know, Jeff Bezos could be from the future, just you know making money off this right now. <laughs> It might be. Thoughts, G-Nice? Well, I wouldn't say two. I was going to say one. Um, it's just, here's the thing. All these movies that are like futuristic and like they're always dark, right? It's always like we fuck up the world, right? Which is right. probably accurate. This was so fun because it was still fun. It was still light. Like so yeah. many clever things, so many little jokes. Like, so like so much like this is like pure creativity you know what i mean Jaws 19 this time it's really really personal <laughs> directed by max spielberg I never, wow that's, that's really cool that's cool <laughs> is that what it says that's yes <laughs> michael j fox couldn't be like he's not like if you like he's not cool like i never thought of him as someone who's cool right but like right he was great in this and he was like you wanted to be like him, even though he's not cool. Like in retrospect, he's super dorky dude, but like even the music and like the hoverboard stuff and then when they doubled up the characters, it's mm-hmm. just fucking so clever and smart. And it was very much like trying to like, they had to thread a very tight needle or whatever the phrase is to like be able to like reference the first movie and have him interact with that in a way that he wouldn't have been seen and all that sort of stuff. And it's like the old version of himself trying to make sure that his parents didn't know. And then he's also there trying to make sure his right. past self didn't know and all that. So, yeah. His mom is hitting on him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and our, and our vision of, of our current president right now, Biff Tannen, <laughs> that looked, in his big, his big uh, uh, Biff Hotel or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Biff's. Wasn't there some sort of scandal with the third one? Right, something happened. Like, didn't they have to change? I remember. Like, um, not Biff, the young, the dad. It, didn't he not want to be in the third one or something? And they had to write around him. He had too oh. much money at that point, or what? Oh, I did not know that. That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't. Some weird, like, there was something about the third one because the third one was was to me considerably not as good. Yeah, right? they went to the Wild West or something. Yeah. yeah, well, the third one, yeah, the third one I didn't like as much. I mean, like, if you watch them, like, in a row, like, it's fine. But I remember the time it came out, like, it was such, like, Back to the Future 2 was such a high. Like, the first one, obviously, was great. Spawned a franchise, was classic, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, definitely replayable. But 2, I mean, it, I mean, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I, I don't know if 2 is a better movie, but I like 2 better because it had such a well-thought-out vision of the future. And it dealt with these multiple timelines thing. I mean, the multiverse wasn't, like, a huge topic back in the 80s. I just wasn't. I mean, it was not right. my teenage years, right? So dealing with multiverse and stuff like that was, was pretty cool. And I thought the whole thing was really well done. And going back in, into the past, it was okay, but it just couldn't match the highs of two. Mm-hmm. 
two was was excellent. Yeah, there it was October twenty first, twenty fifteen. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That 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 was the date that. And I remember on Twitter, everyone had like the little, it was trending like Back to the Future Day, October twenty first. Where's my flying car? Blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> and they and they are out there, but not in mass production, sadly. So, anyways. <laughs> All right. So what's your what's your second hey, nice? nice. Ah, I did learn. Um, okay, so <laughs> because you're forcing me to move away from what I would naturally do. Um, so it helps to read the rundown. Anyways, go ahead. Whatever, dude. Uh, <laughs> me and Lada get caught up in these moments where, like, I, I like this movie very much, and I can watch it over and over again. Have you guys seen uh, Oblivion? Yes, you like not. that movie. Okay, that's I it was who, like, huh? Who's in that? That's the latest, not the latest. Tom Cruise. It's, Cruise like, it's like Tom Cruise, like after the world's been kind of blown up or something, and yes, they're in space. No, they're they're on Earth, but the Earth is like a wasteland. And like he's got to like it's him and Morgan Freeman, and they have to like. There's this whole conspiracy. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just sort of going through the motions. I don't know why, because the truth is, it's one of those things where you just have to like be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But I, visually, I thought it was such a cool, like, sort of this gray good. background. And it does look really pretty good. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, it's just like this weird and she's like in on and you it you know it's there's this weird element of like all of these movies where somebody is in on this secret where they always act like a robot like and she's wearing all this white clothes but her hair is red just like the visuals and the cool like and he's yeah her her name oh yeah andrea riseborough yeah so this is this is what tripped me out is that because i always remembered andrea riseborough as being like extremely you know feminine and really hot and whatever and then she shows up in zero 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 on, on amazon prime which i do recommend and she looks nothing like this like it took me i knew she was in in that show but I was like she looks nothing like that and you know thin gaunt looking kind of crazy she's you know anyways it's a good show it's about the international wait have you never seen this kevin i have not it's good. It's really good. It's like yeah, it, it came out like August of 2013 or something like that. Like being like you know it was supposed to be like a big summer cruise movie, but no one really showed up for it but me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I liked it. It's like smart and it's like thoughtful. It's like it's like slow, and then there's like big moments. The this also makes, like Tom Cruise has a formula, right? But he's always good. I know he's probably crazy pants, and I know like there's tons of weird stuff he does but he's pretty consistently good and the stuff he does is pretty consistently good mm-hmm. I, I can't disagree with that yeah like i can't like like what's a bad movie he's done oh i mean there are some but like he's pretty mm-hmm. consistent no he's, he's consistent and he's very and he's very conscious of his brand and stuff so that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what say. and it's All always right. it's always the right pe- the, the right pieces as far as like the property the cast, the director. Makes me want to watch it again. It's always pretty tight with young. Oh, looks good. All right, KG, what's your what's your final film? I'm I'm definitely torn, but uh, <clears throat> out of these ones that I'm thinking of, uh, I'm gonna go with the most fun one, which is Running Man. Oh, okay. Good call. Interesting. All right. Uh, this fun. Hewing humans for sport is fun. All right. Do well, you? I mean, the way that they did it, you had Richard Dawson. This is like obviously when Arnold was on a tear. Um, and, uh, you know, other, other movies have sort of had this similar sort of uh, idea of hunting people, but the way that they sort of did it 
uh, making this whole game show and, you know, peak Arnie, fun, futuristic, dark, but, but dark, but fun. I'll say that. Fair enough. What do you, what do you remember about the running man? G nice? Uh, not much, but I remember it being entertaining. I remember it being like, like this was sort of aftermath of total recall, right? This is like, he's still mm -hmm. sort of on that high. Yeah, it's probably about the same time, late 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of this, like I, I remember this not really making sense, mm -hmm. but, being, but being really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. and like he got a couple good lines in here, right? Uh, I forget what his things were. He had Maria Conchita Alonso, I believe. Yeah. As the yeah. love interest. The, I, I remember them having to like, who's the bad guy in this? Richard Dawson is kind of a bad guy. I, think, I can't remember if there's another... They're like running the, tunnels, right? There's like some point where there's like explosions in tunnels. Yes, I believe so. Was that Yafet Kodo? Yeah, Yafet Kodo's in this piece. <laughs> All right, well, so in, you kind of stole my thunder because I was going to do Total Recall next, but I wanted to uh -huh. seem like a, like, um, yeah, no, I don't want to seem like I'm on the Arnie train. So I'll yeah. up Both of those, I was, I was juggling those two in my head as far as, which one? This one I thought was sort of a little bit more obscure. And it was. That's it's a smart pick because I I barely remember Running Man, but uh, but yeah, that that's a good pick. I'll I'll do instead Time Cop. It's not a great film, but it's I like his vision of the future. It was the first time mm -hmm. I personally was exposed to like the concept of self driving cars, mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, and how the, he was like he was like sitting down, getting stuff done, like you know watching TV, or whatever. It's cars driving around. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the vision of the future has felt like it could happen possibly mm -hmm. um of course except for the whole you know time jumping copying thing but and it's an entertaining film i mean it's mm -hmm. it's it's fun you know jean-claude van damme doing jean-claude van damme things in the in the mid 90s ron silver such an asshole he's great yeah. uh, on brand yeah you know <laughs> you know right mia sarah oh man still still looking good girl um so yeah time cop it's fun i enjoy it time cop <laughs> okay, Bueller. All right then. Be nice. What's your final film? Okay. I'm surprised you don't have anything to say about Time Cop. I, I well, Time Cop is. I don't know if I would say it's a good movie. It's one of those. <laughs> it's it's fun. Like, it's fun. It's, We're all having fun here. <laughs> if you rewatch, when's the last time you watched this movie? Uh, actually, I used to own it. So, but um, probably, <laughs> probably not since I I sold all my. Jeez, Louise, my DVDs. Uh, so probably at least ten years, maybe. Um, if you watched it now, you would not say that. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, you might say the same thing about Running Man, though. Yeah, yeah. for sure, without question. For mid nineties technology, I thought I, I thought the Vision of the Future was pretty good. I'm just saying. <laughs> you thought what? For mid nineties technology, for uh, film technology and special effects, I thought their Vision of the Future was pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed achievable. It seemed achievable. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay, so I feel like... Um, You're the first. Well, uh, I'm going to go with... I feel like this is not going to count. I, this is a, Whatever. I'm going to go with Inception. That works. It totally works. What are you talking about? Thank you. Okay, good. Um, I, look, it's funny because Nolan, to me, is always good, right? Like yes. he's consistently good. He's everything's thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I just wait for it. John David Washington. More house? Can't wait for it. Go ahead. I watched this recently. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, 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 really clever. Yes. But it's also super fucking obnoxious. 
Right, like, all right, explain how it's obnoxious because there's, I mean, in the forums that traffic online when it comes to like uh, movies and stuff, there's like a whole millennium, millennial Gen Z contingent that thinks that Nolan is overrated. So please, please I mean, really. he's good. He's good. There's a line in here. So I don't know if you guys remember this. I can't remember what the exact line is. He's interviewing Ellen Page to be the new construct person, to yeah. be the new architect. Yeah. And he gives her a piece of paper. He says like, draw four lines that you can only do in two. Something just obnoxious. Something, some line that's like, ah, but it's like clearly you'd be smart like me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, 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 as your intelligence threatened, Gene Ice, is that what it is? Is no one too smart for you? No, I think he's very good. I, look, I think Momento is fucking awesome. Um, but Classic. I think he, this is such a, it's so clever. You go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then, like, I remember watching it the first time and sort of being confused. And then I remember watching the second time and sort of like, all right. And now that now, like the more you watch it, the more like intricacies you see. Absolutely. There's so many cool visuals. This whole section when they go into like the snow, yeah. like there's yeah. zero reason for them to be on snow skis. <laughs> they look fucking cool, you know? <laughs> and, and Tom Hardy's pretty badass in this. Um, she like her whole storyline and the spinning of the. Do you guys remember the spinning of the? Yeah, the, the totem. Yeah, Marion. There was, and there was a whole thing recently online about people arguing whether or not it wobbled at the end or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, it's good. It's really fucking smart. It's really clever. I I watch these movies. I watch this and I watch something else recently. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, quick cultural cul sac. What do you think of that? Well, I thought that was this fucked up movie that I was like, why am I watching this? And then the last 10 minutes, I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and the and funny thing is, when I saw it in the theater, I had, I was figuring, at first, like I thought it was well made, but I didn't see the point of it. And then in the last 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, here goes Tarantino again. Just, you know, endless, I mean, it, it, it kind of broke the, the kind of hangout vibe of the, of the movie. But then when you watch it again, especially if you watch it with someone who hadn't seen it before, it's like, I, I made my mom watch it. And, it's 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 really funny. Like when you when you go into it with different expectations, it really holds up well. Like it's just like okay, I'm just gonna hang out with these guys for a couple hours. It's funny. And yeah, there's the whole flamethrower, you know, Manson murder thing at the end. But up until then, like you're having a pretty good time. Like it's a fun ride through 1969 or whatever. Yeah, I, I tried to watch this on the plane back from Vietnam, and I kept falling asleep. It may oh, have hold been... on a second. Oh, you're in Vietnam. That was yeah over like before the holidays, for work or for fun. Stop through for fun. Uh, a, wow. a little bit of work for my wife, but fun for me. Except when I kept going to the bathroom. But um, <laughs> <laughs> regardless, we on the we were on the way back, and I tried to watch it, and I I think I was just sort of fatigued from the whole trip, but I I couldn't get through it. I may give it a shot again at some point, but what you're saying is not convincing me like, no listen see, like that's the thing is the first hour and 55 minutes are not fun i don't have that much time right but, it, uh, but, no, but it is, uh, it's oh, clever enough like this reminds me i can't remember the title this reminds me of like an old vonnegut story where it's like you spend all this time getting all these details and you're like what the fuck and then the last three pages you're like oh shit that's awesome and it was kind of that moment like the the climax is pretty great to justify all this bullshit you had to sit through mm -hmm. i don't need to ever watch it again but uh -huh. i was like all right 
All right, I see it. It's no, no, KG, don't let that dis- dissuade, dissuade you. Look, all right, I'll play. I, I didn't watch the Hateful Eight or whatever it was either. Look, know. it took me until it came to Netflix to it because I, I actually, I think I paid money to see it in the theater and I fell asleep and then never went back to it. And then I end up rewatching it. It's, it's fine. It, it's, it's good. Uh-huh. This is, you know what, I'm not, I really enjoyed it upon the second viewing because, like I said, if you manage your expectations as in this is going to be a hangout movie, this is going to be, I like, very no, 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 just, just it, it kind of is though. It, it's, you know, an aging star, you know, it feels like he's, he's losing it, he's washed up, whatever, and then this guy and his dog. It's, it's a fun hang if you go in expecting, okay, we're just going to spend like, you know, a, a day in 1969, you know, and see how it's, everything shakes out. That's fine. If you go in there thinking, okay, Tarantino, it's going to be excellent, it's going to be great, you might be disappointed because I was slightly disappointed when I left the theater when I saw it. But it, it's one that definitely, upon more viewings, gets better once you manage your expectations, in my estimation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. I was going to say, the reason I brought that up is because I was going to say that, like, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he, I think, like, if he's in a movie, it typically is a good movie. Yeah. But, I don't know that I ever look at him and I'm like, you made that movie awesome. Well, this, this one, I think. Not I that mean, movie, but in general, like uh, part of me wonders what would Inception be if it was, I don't know. If no, like, well, I, that's a pretty good in Leo. I mean, I mean I, 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 yeah. a movie like Inception, it's more about the idea than the star, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of his movies, I always wonder like, why, what's a movie that like he made that movie? Titanic. Really? You did, seriously? What do you what do you think, KG? Did he not make Titanic? Uh, didn't see it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Breaking news like here on the Cinema Draft podcast: Working black writers not <laughs> seen Titanic. What were you what, doing in nineteen ninety seven? I was being a PA, working sixteen hours a day, and didn't have time to go to a movie. But I already knew the ending. All right, that's <laughs> well played. You know what? You get a pass. I'll allow it. <laughs> and I had no, I did not, I had no girlfriend either, so it was like. Yeah, I didn't see it till like maybe five years ago. That's because you hate fun. Anyways, all right. So you did. So you thought anyone could have played? Uh, was it's it not John anyone. Was I'm just trying to think. It's like, like, like. Look, in a Denzel movie, when Denzel's the star, you can't just switch him out, right? Right. No, but your 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 but your point is that Leo. That there's never a movie that Leo doesn't really make. I didn't say there's. I just offered you the prime example of him making that movie. I I didn't say never. I'm saying I'm questioning. I'm wondering out loud. Like. What's another big movie he did? Uh, uh, like The Departed. He was really good. But was it good because he killed it in that movie? Or was it well, good? That, that's, that's a two-hander, though, because Damon's just as good in that as he is, I think. And I've seen it. I've, seen, I've rewatched it recently. Like, they're both, like, really good. If, if anything, it might be more Damon's movie than, than Leo's. So that's fine. It's a two-hander. All right. Can you name a movie? Okay, you said Titanic. I so, Kevin, can you name a movie that you feel like he just owned that movie and that movie would not be nearly as good without him. Hmm. That's a, that's a very good question. I was trying to think of Gangs of New York as that, but it's not. No, it's more Daniel. Uh, right, the co-star in a lot of his movies destroy. And he's the lead, right? So that's part of it, but. Yeah. So I'd have to, player, I'd have to look LeBron, at a list. Kobe. <laughs> he's a team player, he's LeBron, not Kobe. I don't know, what, what do you want? <laughs> okay, okay. It's pretty bold. Uh, like, he's good. He's like, if he's in a movie, you know, there's time and money and thought, and it's going to be a solid movie. All right, so, so back to Inception, because we might have called All right, so back to Inception. So Inception's really good. It's always, it's good. It's, it's not easy to watch, because it's like, 
your brain is thinking the whole time. Yeah. But it's consistently really good. Yeah. yeah. And it is such a such an interesting new idea that <clears throat> I think on second and third viewings, like since you already sort of know the trick of it, like it's a more fun ride as you go along. Yeah, seeing all the the, the layers. <clears throat> like Gilbert Grape. He was really good at Gilbert Grape. Okay. And then, like, he was good in Romeo and Juliet. I'll give him that. He was really good in Romeo and Juliet. All right. All right, anyway. so, all right so, so apparently we're doing this. Okay, we're doing this. All right. So let's take a look at, at Leo's, Leo's IMDb real quick. Because, I, I mean, I, I, get, I get the point you're trying to make. I might even get, oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Why didn't I think of that? He fucking made that movie. Do you think he made that movie? Or was that movie just a shit ton of other things going on? And it was him. Oh, like, can you name a scene? Like, think of a scene. You think of the scenes, I can think of the Marvel. I'm not fucking going! I'm not going anywhere! <laughs> Come on. Come on. Like, I think of McConaughey's scene before that. I think of her scene where she's sitting on the floor before that. Like, I just gave you the scene, the one where, he, where, he, where he's about to plead guilty, decides, no, I'm not going to do it. And, he, and that, whole, that whole speech, that, that's, that's been memed to death. Well, you wouldn't know. You're not on social media. But that's totally memed. That, the one where he's dancing at the wedding, well, that's all, I mean, it's... He, yeah, I guess. I guess. Like, he's good. He's really good. I'm just trying to think. Like, what's his trait? Like, what is? Uh, yeah. Way in your KG. Help maybe me maybe he doesn't. Maybe you're. Maybe he doesn't have that one trick that he goes back to that you can sort of hang a hang uh, your I'm hat on. He was really good in the in the in the uh, the one where he wrestles the bear. He was fucking Revenant. Good. Revenant. Yeah, I didn't really like. Yeah. That. I mean, it's well made. Right? <laughs> oh, you, you know what? He was in, great as Calvin Candy. I mean, he in, didn't make that movie. In Django, he didn't make that movie, but like... How do you not... I don't know. How do you not win an Oscar for that? He was incredible. What makes you such a Mandingo expert? He's got a lot of great movies. He's he's one way, catch me if you may can. have a point. Really good and catch me if you can. Catch, catch me if you can. Yeah, he was great in that. I rest my breast with Titanic, damn it. He was... I mean, he made that movie. I don't care what you say. I mean, and I, I love it for giving us, for it giving us Kate Winslet. I mean, she's awesome in that movie. And maybe people remember her a little bit more than him, but he makes that movie. He really does. He, uh, anyways, we're, we're in this segment, damn it. We're going yeah. to be three hours long. Let me just also say uh, Planet of the Apes, as far as like future You movies. always have honorable mentions, damn it. Yes, Planet of the Apes, yes, what else? And, the new uh, Mad Max, that's really good. Yeah. I I loved it's it doesn't qualify, but Time Bandits is a great movie. Yeah. I'll just say that. I was it was very fun. Wally is really good future movie. I'm oh. surprised one of you did not say that. Yeah, Wally is great. I I I I stand for Wally. I love Wally. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break. You guys know how it goes by this point to tell you all about the Cinema Draft game. Bring those who are new to the game or the podcast about how Cinema Draft game works and how it's played. We will be pausing the video so we can share this message with you and we will be right back after this. Cinema Draft is the fantasy sports version of the movies. But instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies. How their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your lineup of stars all while competing against others for fun and prizes. So, how does it work? Well, to fill out your roster, called a call sheet, 
you draft 10 actors from those listed in the talent pool who are each assigned a dollar value salary. You have a $100,000 budget to try to draft all 10 actors, no more, no less, and you must stay under budget. You must draft at least one actor from each of the three release types of movies. Wide release, movies on 2,000 screens and up, limited release, 501 to 1999 screens, and platform release, 500 screens or less. There are two headliners per film in the talent pool. Headliners points are worth 40% more. So, for example, if Top Gun Maverick earns 100 million, Miles Teller gets 100 points, while Tom Cruise, a headliner, gets 140. The game is free to play with cash and cryptocurrency prizes. It's currently in production for a relaunch later this year. We look forward to seeing you play. Come sign up for an invite to the beta when it's ready. Please visit us at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. And we're back. Yes, clap it up. Do it up for ourselves. So since our over-under is mothballed, as are the theaters, we are continuing our weekly tradition now with the quarantine movie of the week. Last week's quarantine movie movie of the week was Snatch. As you see today on, on the Cinema Draft Twitter account, we are currently promoting, oh, we should pin this to the post. There we go. Uh, we are currently promoting Inception. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And But tomorrow, uh, or actually by the time you guys watch this and are able to check the Cinema Draft account, we will be sponsoring Good Time. Why are we sponsoring? You know, we're not paying them any money. <laughs> Anyways, we're recommending Good Time, damn it. That's the 2017 Safdie Brothers movie about with Robert Pattinson, basically a tense, propulsive Night out, well, not so much night out in the town in New York City, but he's going through New York City's underworld on the run for most of the night. It's, it's, it's a bit of a, I'm not sure if a vibe is right for it, but it's a bit of a mood. I mean, it's, it's dark, it's tense. It definitely kind of keeps your adrenaline going, which totally sets up their follow-up of Uncut Gems. Have you guys seen Uncut, Uncut Gems? Saw Uncut Gems. I, 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 from what I've heard of this, the, their first movie was better. To me, um, it was a little bit forced. Like the 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 tension was a bit forced to me. Like some of the situations weren't organically tense, and they made it tense. Maybe the problem was it was it was uncomfortable. Like they made every situation so uncomfortable that it was an uncomfortable viewing experience, which made it less pleasant for me. But they obviously have a thing that they do. Yeah, and that's wild because I actually liked the fact that it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I saw it in the theater. I I, I remember uh, uh, actually I took my mom to go see it, and and came back came back to like eleven o'clock at night or whatever. And I did not go to sleep till seven in the morning. I was so jacked. It's just such it's so much adrenaline. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> Have you seen it, G Nice? No, I I want to see it because I hear Kevin's kind of good. Y yeah, yeah. No, he's, yeah, he's good. He's good. I mean, for a non actor, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah. What am I supposed to look at in this picture? <laughs> <laughs> Julia Fox, yeah. This, I mean, not to be creepy old man about it, but man, she's incredibly good looking. This is like her first, I think, real screen role. There's, they did a profile on her, I think, in The New Yorker or something, where she's had an interesting life. Like, she was uh, in high school, like her senior year, she's some sort of 
dominatrix like yes like a sex dominatrix she's done artwork she's a bit of a new york socialite and now she's an actress so she kind of looks like Anne hathaway <laughs> wow you know what great callback i love a good callback in the episode you're welcome you're welcome i'm Holly. <laughs> you can't see it as haterish as it is damn it but no ab sandler's incredible in this i thought i mean he's a great as performance getting, as far as getting the energy of a degenerate gambler and being professional poker <laughs> there i am I, or at least one time professional poker player, I have definitely been in, in and among degenerate gamblers. He definitely gets that energy, the chasing of highs and stuff. I mean. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, the, the climax of the movie, he is in full degenerate mode. And that's all I'll say. And, and it, it is a great performance. And those, those moments are pretty great. Are Lakeith, you having fun? Yes. Lakeith <laughs> Stansfield is great as always. Yeah. He, the, um, Adam Sandler, I, I actually like him a lot when he's not, when he's not doing comedy. Like Punch Drunk Love is one of my favorite things he's done. And I think Amen. It's- yes, and, and also the other one with why the, you make that face? Africa why one. you make that face? What's wrong with your head? You smell? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no Punch Drunk for me. Really? Well, what, what yeah, about no. what about uh, Funny People? Was that the name Funny People? I like that less. I, I liked it more. more. I, I like that one more. Yeah. Yeah, Julia, yeah. So yeah, so anyways, Uncut Gems is not actually, we already put up Uncut Gems as a quarantine movie today, but bring it back full circle. The Sasty Brothers, Good Time, they directed Uncut Gems, they directed Good Time. If you liked Uncut Gems, you will definitely love Good Time. If you, if you just liked Uncut Gems or just thought it was okay, you will definitely enjoy Good Time because Good Time probably is maybe the more artistic movie, but Uncut Gems is definitely more unnerving propulsive movie and send us your your tweet linked review we'll have it up here we're at, at place in the draft check it out Tell do, us you know, do you know where that movie good time is playing is it streaming somewhere specifically oh good question i do believe it's streaming on prime it was on netflix for a while but it's definitely on prime right. actually okay. yeah good time yeah movie usually tells you where looks like it's streaming oh it's still on netflix okay cool it's so weird like now whenever you're looking for something, it's like you got to sort of shuffle through five different apps or whatever to figure out if it's, is it Netflix? Is it Prime? Is it Amazon? Is it uh, Hulu? Is it Plus? Is it, you know, Disney? Yeah, so, so much to make an app for that. <laughs> there is an app for that. It's called Just Watch. Is oh, it? yeah, you're right. I, I used to mess with Just Watch for a while. And, actually, and also, here's, a, here's another. I know things. Uh, we're also, since we're naming that stuff, we're also on Letterboxd, for those of you who keep up with streaming habits. Uh, I actually tend to, I think I might, I think I've missed a movie, but basically everything I'm watching, on, at least movie-wise, I am streaming, I'm putting up on Letterboxd where people can interact and see what other people are watching. You can follow some interesting people and see the reviews. And, and I did see, actually, that was the last movie I saw in theater, to be honest with you. And and I remember going. I'm like, should I be risking this? Should I? I don't know. Like, no. It was. I mean, <laughs> it was an IMAX. You know, they just. Re- it's so sad too because the AMC uh, uh, where I went had just reopened their. They just reopened their IMAX screen. You know, after it had been down for so long, and then like, and then that was like the last weekend they showed live movies. So <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. I got I got a boomerang. So last time we would talk. Last time we did this, we talked about boomerang. And like that inspired me so that I randomly saw that it was on Amazon. So I watched it. Amen. But, but like I keep falling asleep and I got kids. So I watched it like 15 minutes at a time. And then 
I got to three fourths. He's with Holly Berry now. Everything's going good. It's that scene where he's she's made the blue people and he's comes out running out of the shower. Yeah. And then fucking Amazon got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so so even though I know it is, I, I that's as far as I got. So. Oh no. Oh, tragic. They all die at the end. Okay, and also I give a thank. At, while we're out on social media, I'd like to give a thank you to all the people who participated in our social media game, Social CD. We have now concluded our test, gathered, gathered enough data, and have ended the game. We hope that those who did play were able to enjoy it some during the quarantine. I think this is our last one. This is the over fifty crowd building your own cast. You had hundred dollars. You must choose five. I think the the lineup I went with, which was what was it? I think it was Craig and Lopez and Bransky and then like Leota and Rashad. I think it was one of the lower scoring performing <laughs> lineups out there. But I like my idea. What was it? I think it was like two retiring spies. Yeah, the nineteenth hole. Two retiring spies were yeah. forced to to do one last thing, even though they're competing against each other. And then I think uh, had Leota as the bad guy or something. It was pretty cool. Anyways. Uh, that social CD is done, but we are turning more of our energies onto our draft stream game. <laughs> now, we know Greg will never play this game. It's fine. We hold that hope for you, KG, even though it is spreadsheet-based and it can get kind of annoying. We, we do have a four-minute uh, tutorial on how to do a call sheet. Basically, the draft stream game has been great. It's been amazing. The competition's been outstanding. Last week, we even had an additional $50 bounty put up by our boy Ring Balls, who actually came in third and second place among non-Cinema Draft employees. So he actually did get $15 in cold, hard PayPal cash. Uh, I was really making a play to get that extra $50 bonus because I wanted to roll it into this week's prize pool, but sadly did not get there. Jaybird, in the second week back, damn you, Jaybird. Uh, 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 also another uh, one-time uh, professional poker player, with the best players in our in my uh, training class, came back in only second week, took the top spot. Outstanding call sheet. I won't go too much into it, but he definitely pegged it by doing a four pack of Betty, and then having headliner stacks with the wretched trying and upload and upload. I don't know why we didn't account for it better. My own call sheet did not have enough upload. I think I only had one upload on there. Yeah, only one headliner upload. I flamed out with the reckoning. Or, or reckoning or whatever it didn't even get it just got default scores what happens in this game it's based off of aggregate uh scores of both rotten tomatoes critic scores rotten tomato audience scores metacritic critic scores and imdb user scores and basically 60 percent bonus goes to the user scores so you really have to try to figure out what the audience wants and and part the problem with the reckoning is that it just did not show up like no one saw this thing or rated it yeah, yeah, no critics rated it, and then the people who did see it, yeah, they liked it. It's okay. So, anyways, I'll quit bitching and moaning. Congratulations, Jay Bird, for last week. This week, we've got 15. We've expanded the, the talent pool by five programs. Everything from Damien Chazelle's The Eddie to uh, How to Build a Girl, which seems interesting. That uh, looks like an indie starring Beanie Feldstein. And actually, a pretty decent cast. David Strait. Actually, that's no, a different one. Uh, Emma Thompson, Michael Sheen, Lucy Punch, Jamila Jamil. Uh, the, the game theory is still kind of being worked on. Documentaries tend to do pretty well on this. So I might go documentary heavy this week. Call Your Mother seems like it might be a hit. <clears throat> uh, once again, we are trying to over-index with audiences. It's, Call Your Mother has 
just like a pretty good lineup of comedians and comic actors in it. Aquafina, Louis Anderson, uh, who's that? Yvonne Orji, interesting. Roy Wood Jr., you know, he's got one of those faces you've seen everywhere. He's been, he was in, I think he was in the last episode of Better Call Saul this season. So, so yeah, so I'm, so definitely check it out. It's in beta or alpha test or whatever. Uh, we're trying to see if it works, but I do have a feeling that we will pivot more towards the draft stream game upon, uh, upon relaunch. We're probably about a couple months away. So check it out. Uh, the, rule, the rules here are all, uh, all explained. Free to play, $50 prize pool, $35 to first, $15 to second for the top two non-Cinema Draft employees. And there will be a link in the description of this podcast to this week's game i will say this about this week's competition yeah adventures in psychedelics uh have a good trip is going to have great uh rotten tomatoes critics are gonna are gonna love this thing really inside scoop okay i, mean, I think like so what do you know i haven't about? seen a cut i i gray has as well g nice has as well play i used to play basketball at donna carey's house that's right uh in donna. the backyard g nice uh encouraged me to shoot <laughs> wait, 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 hold, hold, hold on. See, how is this? Was this? How is this a run? I wasn't invited to. What's up? What's up? You holding out on runs in L.A.? G. Nice. <laughs> this, is, I, this is like I think I did this once with Kevin. It was like yeah. this weird, random moment. Okay. One. It was one. It was one time he came through. Um, but I think there's there's like a lot of I I just know it's about sort of like people's experiences with drugs, and he's got like a ton of. Uh, yeah, Rosie Perez, Sarah Silverman, Ben Stiller. Yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, wow. Inside think, dope, yo. Are you gonna play this week, KG? <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta sort of take the tutorial. But I think critics will like this, having not seen it. Just mm-hmm. the fact that you got Anthony Bourdain. Like, I think it's gonna be something that will be like critically uh, liked. But you know, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't. I haven't even looked at the trailer. I just all right. Looked. All right. Well, we'll check it out. I mean, look, we're even putting up our first Tyler Perry title in this game. Tyler Perry's bruh. Lord help us. <laughs> yes, Lord help us all. Well, like I said, it's all about the audiences. We've seen some like Lifetime movies do pretty well here. The Clark sisters in our in our inaugural week uh, uh, five weeks ago did surprisingly well. Actually, ended up dominating Saturday night on Twitter, which is yeah, it did. And you know, Tyler Perry, Mr. Perry, for all that people criticize him on the critic side, the audience, his audience, usually loves his stuff. So true. The the people that see that are going to like it for the most part look at that 6.7 rating already hasn't even aired so whoever early people got screeners or whatever already launched it or just people blindly see something Tyler Perry and give it a you know a star we're already on four so this is a numbers audience game so take all that all that into account so yes it's a great game it's been fun to play I'm looking forward to eventually coding it up and having it be our our relaunch variant and when movies do return we'll have two great games to play how about that how about that? Major key. All right. So <laughs> let's bring this in for a landing, damn it. It's been a long podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I've enjoyed it. It's always a great time with, when the tripod comes out. Thanks for coming on and elevating the Cinema Draft podcast. This is a time to plug your ish. So we'll start with you, KG. Anything you'd like to plug? I have nothing to plug. I think season for now. Uh, Fantasy left, right? Season finale of Dynasty because we only did twenty because of the COVID. Okay. I'm trying to remember if the if the finale aired. I think the finale may have aired 
It's either airing this week or it aired last week. I don't know. I'm not keeping track. Sorry. Oh, actually, yeah. So it actually looks like it's going to air on Friday. And I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm so, behind. Five behind so. Yes, I'm on. I'm right on time. There you go. We just yes. had uh, uh, Danny Trejo on last week. What? Now this week we have the big uh, finale. That wasn't meant to be the finale, but it'll feel like a finale. Okay. Very fun. I'm, I'm with it. I, I I enjoy the show. I mean, I tend to, to binge it usually when I'm like, you know, working on stuff, but it's, it's a fun show to, to have on. That's kind of like diverting and, you know, like, Oh, listen to the crazy things Fallon says. <laughs> the Gillies, man. I mean, yeah, yes. she's incredibly hot, but she's talented. Like, she's, she's funny. She's, I mean, I, I'm, I hope that's not her actual like character in real life. Yeah, she's she, more of a, she's more of a real human. Than, yeah, than than like character. Yeah. <laughs> but, but very funny in real life. Yeah, so I, I enjoy the show. Everyone watch Dynasty season finale Friday, May eighth, nine o'clock p.m. Anything you want to promote, G Nice? Besides the underground, you know, hip hop you found out there in the tri-state area. I got two things to say. One, wash your hands and stay inside, boy. <laughs> Please. Two, um, music that I'm listening to? No, not really. I'm just, I'm listening to the same stuff. Well, I can tell you about my record collection. I recently got Souls of Mischief. I recently got all the new edition albums. I only need one more. And then um, I, recently, I recently, my mother sent me some old school Marvin Gaye. It crackles. It's really, really cool. Like the old school thing. The new stuff, you get three songs and they make you flip it. It's annoying. But the old albums, there'll be like six on each side. And it comes with a bunch of photos. It's really fun. I sound like an old man. All right, so G Nice's vinyl collection is <laughs> one thing to plug that we will never see or hear. Excellent. Well, <laughs> as what, you, you want to ask me that again, <laughs> more coming. Well, thanks for thanks everyone for showing up, for participating, for watching, for playing the great cinema draft game and the draft stream alpha test. We'll be back next week with another great episode, another great guest. We usually say go see a movie or something, but that's not wise even if it is in a reopen part of the country. Like Gene, I said, stay ass at home. Wash your hands. And why don't you quarantine with movies? And why don't you quarantine with movies? Thanks for watching, everybody. Good See night you later. Now. Where can you find Cinema Draft? We are on Twitter, at Play Cinema Draft, Facebook, Cinema Draft, Instagram, at Play Cinema Draft, Medium, at Cinema Draft, that is our corporate blog. We're even on Pinterest, Cinema Draft. Also subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And finally please visit us at cinemadraft.co and sign up for an invite to the relaunch. We will always have games where you can sign up, play for free, and win real money. Cinema Draft is a registered mark of Cinema Draft LLC. Both the Cinema Draft game and the CD3D decentralized app token are for entertainment purposes only.